Hello and welcome to another episode of Kitchen Conversation with James and Rama. My name is James and say hi Rama. And I'm I'm Rama. Rama and today on this episode we're going to be talking about the question how important is it to do your own research? Rama, we're on a journey together as we start our own businesses and figure out what that looks like researching our own products, researching how to do the work that is needed to use things like social media to promote um, what we're doing and share that with the world. So how important is it to do our own research as part of these process? Uh, It's, it's very crucial. uh, I'd say, um, Although you can go to something like YouTube and watch a lot of videos, but I think you need to make sure that you find a, uh, a solution that works for you because not every solution you find out there mm. is is going to yep. fit your situation. So again, yeah, when we talk about doing your own research, I guess this this topic came about today in our conversation because of how underprepared uh, Donald Trump was uh, during his Axios meeting, which was actually broadcasted on HBO, which was amazing. Like he basically had a, what they call a car crash interview, which he means like he messed up every single question uh, and just presented fact or not non-facts, right? Like just mm. straight up misleading information. Um, and it's actually this time, he, I think it was one of, the, one of the rare interviews that he did with a non, um, I guess, non-friendly media outlet so it's not a media outlet that would always just give him the easy stuff um yeah. so again people are surprised that he accepted the interview one it's actually done by a, a, an australian reporter actually i think his name was Jonathan Bourne, i believe yeah so if you for those who haven't watched it it's viral so i'm assuming everybody watched it but uh, for those who hasn't it's worth watching on youtube um how bad it was so i guess in from that we sort of got to the point of you know how we, we need to make sure you do your own research when it comes to finding the right product uh, and also yeah, finding out the ways you're going to uh, present your platform, let's just say, or your store. But at the same time, also just do your own research when it comes to presenting your product on your site, right? Like mm. um, some of the key terms that come to mind is, uh, for example, you know, always state the facts yeah. when it comes to your products, so whether that's size, color, yeah. material. Um, look, and, and, you know, people are always going to do marketing fluff. And I think marketing fluff is fine as long as it's not a lie or it's mm. not misleading. Yeah. So I think uh, if you're, if, if you're going to be selling products that are not, you know, you didn't manufacture yourself or you didn't, um, you know, have a very, let's just say, a very deep, you know, involvement mm. in, the, in the manufacturing process, and you, you're just buying it off another supplier, for example, yeah. you make sure you do your own research on that product extensively before you go and just accept what, even your, even what your supplier says about that product, because yeah. supplier, again, they're in the same boat as you. They want to sell to their, to the reseller and that's you. Uh, so you need to make sure you do your own research on that and, and actually find out what it is. So I guess one way of doing it is what you, what you've done, James, you just buy the product yeah. and use it. And then that way you know exactly what, what, it, how it works, how it is. I mean, in your situation, like candles, for example, right? Yeah. I'm assuming. I, I don't know whether you did it, but um, did you, you know, sort of just open one up, turn it, you know, light it up, 
and just see how long it lasts, for example. So you know what you have to mm. put on your site to say, yeah, mm. this candle lasts, you know, ex- potentially 15 hours or whatever it is. So people have a right expectation when they buy it. Mm. For example. I, I didn't sit down there with a, the diligence of a stopwatch, watching it burn down for the time, but I have lit it and just to see that it would burn evenly um, to understand how far it will go in terms of going close to the edge, um, how strong the scent is as well, especially when it's scented handles um, to make sure it's pleasant and enjoyable because if you don't know how it it is for the end user to experience, Hmm. um, that's a potential risk uh, if you can't be clear because if you were to mix up the uh, mango scented candle with the watermelon scented candle when you were packing them and you didn't know the difference you hadn't done the research about which one's which you'd have unhappy customers at the other end when they didn't get the correct product and yeah. also trying to research the size because ultimately how much wax would fit in a one bottle cut in half to make your own candle. So yep. trying to get the sizing about right to do a proof of concept to check that the idea is feasible and that the idea would work, um, what it looks like to even just sand the edges of glass is its own learning curve that I'm still researching. Um, it's almost difficult to get the correct mask to do that safely at the moment um, <laughs> with all the masks out there um, because when you have little, when you try and sand glass, it becomes a health hazard for if you breathe it in. So you want to make sure you wet it when you sand it to smooth it out and get rid of the sharp edges as well as make sure you've got uh, your mouth covered appropriately to keep yourself safe and healthy because that's the wrong kind of glitter dust to get (laughs) in your lungs. But doing my research before I just jumped into the process was something that helped keep myself safe in that instance instead of breathing in clouds of dust um, that whenever I cut glass, I'm very careful i wipe down the bench with water to pick up any little shards of glass that have come about through the process to make sure everything is going as it should Um, and the very cutting edge alternative to that is like if you get it wrong you'll either accidentally cut yourself on the sharp edges or you could breathe in something that's hazardous for your own wow. health and well-being. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, glass particles probably not a nice thing to breathe anyway. Mm. So, um, well, again, yeah, in, in, in saying so, I think the other the other thing is, again, if you're selling a product that is similar or you're buying a product from a supplier that sells it to other people, that's probably how you also want to differentiate yourself is doing your own little research mm. and then add, give additional information that, other places like your eBay and your Amazon won't give because they mm-hmm. just give such basic, a lot of suppliers, especially like uh, a lot of sellers, sorry, that sell in those platforms tend to just copy and paste what's on the supplier's page. Yeah. Um, if we could, you know, differentiate yourself, that potentially could lead to sales coming your way rather than yeah. coming to the other people's place. Um, for us, what we, what we found is, you know, material softness, for example, 
supply won't tell you that and supply will just say yeah this is the best material i mean it, it might it might not be uh, mm. again they're, they're also just trying to get a customer mm. um but it's really up to you to have to feel it for yourself put it on you can then you know make recommendation like yeah this is good for a winter wear or a summer wear mm. or uh, you know this one is um, you know a little bit more water resistant this one is mm. not you know things like that so again for your case james i mean you know for example yeah like what i just mentioned before you potentially could add in you know est- estimate burning time for example right or even add recommendation like oh yeah this one goes really well it, you know when you put it together with another scent yeah then you create yourself like a fusion of a scent um and then that way people will be, that might actually lead to you having a multiple sales mm-hmm. rather than just someone coming in and buying mango but if you go oh look you know what mango and coconut actually smells really nice mm-hmm. smells tropical yeah. whatever you want to yeah. use for your marketing fluff um and then suddenly they go oh, oh. i want to buy those i want to buy that combination as well yeah. um because it's more than just a candle armor it's an experience that's it that's that's what <laughs> that's what i was trying to get to um and also the other the other thing that you can also add james i mean i don't know whether we're giving all these tips away but um for example, the, you know, the, the appropriateness of the candle to the room size, for example, mm. you can sell one that is you know, appropriate for say a small space, like a bedroom. Yeah. Or you may have one that can, you know, basically send mm. a whole living room, for example. Yeah. So it depends on mm. how strong it is and things like that. So mm. again, the challenge with selling something that really requires the experience to be uh, felt you know, physically is that you need to give enough description so somebody can imagine what it smells like and yeah. then it meets the expectation. Because yeah. um, have you ever tried buying perfume online, for example? It's a, it's, it's a nightmare. Like You're all those dis- Yeah, they give you all these descriptions, but you know what? It's, it's never going to smell exactly the same. So I guess yeah. if there's any way you can help the customer in that, in that sense. Um, I think there was one perfume site that I used to buy my perfume from online, but they used to give really, really good descriptions. Mm. And also, for example, they'll say it smells similar to another another brand, for example. And that way you yeah. have some Comparable. sort of expectation of what you want. Um, or they give you a little bit more of a description, not just, oh, yeah. Because a lot, a lot of places, they just go, you know, mask, mm. sandalwood, you know, the, the, yeah. the stuff that's in it. But to be honest, the average people won't know what that smells like. So you want to give it a bit of a mm. more descriptive. Um, so you can say, you know, a little bit more lighter sense or, or this one's a bit more of a stronger mm. scent. Yeah, it's like, yeah. And I think... There's only so much of Elon Musk to go around. So how, how do they have those must scent, so many must scented fragrance fragrances? I've, I've learned it comes from deer, apparently. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't even realise that. I was wondering a question on a chase yesterday. You know, <laughs> so again, yeah. So it apparently traditionally came from a deer, the, the musk scent. So mm. I don't know which part of the deer. I guess I have to Google it, but yeah. So yeah. anyway, that's uh, yeah, fun facts. interesting fact. Fun facts, fun facts for today. Um, yeah. We always try to sneak one in. Must in every episode. It comes from deer. <laughs> now I know. I have a musky yeah, smell around. Just check for a new, new fragrance or check for a stray deer in the vicinity. Well, I, thought, uh, <laughs> I actually selected muskrat, which was the wrong answer. So yeah, because again, you know, what would you think it came from a deer? But yeah, apparently it is. So. Yeah, but there you go. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, getting back to the topic. Um, yeah, it's important to kind of do your own research, whether that's physically trying the product, mm. buying it yourself. Um, 
you know, doing a bit of a review, for example, because um, that technically is doing research on a product because you're actually mm. using it and you're telling other people what they can expect when they buy that product. And mm. I really, really don't like buying things from a site that doesn't give you any of that, uh, for example, you know, where yeah. there's very minimal description, doesn't, doesn't even give you the basics of what the product is, for mm. example. Um, so I think you doing, going the extra mile Mm. Um, should uh, hopefully equal to more sale mm. or more engagement. Can, yeah, if there's minimal text that conveys you haven't really put the effort into sharing with the customer yeah. about the product. And I think another exactly. important component about doing the research is understanding uh, your consumer. So I don't think uh, if I was to make a durian-scented can- candle, in Australia, I don't think that would go down too well. I think it would be, I don't think I'd be able to sell it for free. Um, yeah. Because of how, right. how strong it smells. So durian, for those who might not know, because I've only learnt about it in, in the last few years, is a fruit that's described as tasting like heaven and smelling like hell. And it is known as the king of fruits in Asia. <laughs> Um, it is a incredibly pungent, aromatic, strong smelling. Will fill the room. Everyone will know about it. Um, there's been cases in Australia where they've evacuated buildings for gas leaks, and someone's got a misplaced durian to give you an idea of how strong that might smell. Yeah, and but the funny thing is that might sell in Asia because yeah. people are just so used to it. Um, people might love and, that. Yeah, and and you know what, like. In Australia, people don't even know what it smells like properly because there's, there's, you, you barely can buy the, the, the fresh ones in. Mm. And even then, if you do buy a fresh one like or, or an uncut one, that would have gone through some sort of storage process. So if you smell one that came off the tree, oh, goodness, that is a, uh, this, uh, that's a whole different level. Mm. So you, you really got to experience one day, hopefully. Mm. When I take you back to Indonesia, we'll, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll crack one open, a fresh one. And I then look you... forward to it. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I just went through through life and having the process and then being in Singapore and it's like, what's this durian? What's this no spiky thing sign? What's this spiky thing? And then realizing that the spiky thing was a durian and you're not allowed to take it into certain places because it smells so strongly. Yeah, smell pollution. But <laughs> it's also a real a part of the culture that people love it, eat it. I remember taking a photo of a durian pizza. There's people who advocate for pineapple, not having pineapple on pizza. Imagine a durian pizza. What? Where do you put that? Where do you put that in a, for a box of an experience? <laughs> On the extreme side, even oh, yeah. I haven't tried one. To be honest, I've had you know I've had my share of durian. I've, I've I ate it quite a lot actually, but never seen it on a pizza. So there you go. Mm. Very much. So, so. Um, yeah, this I mean you know this is kind of just a taste of what uh, what. I guess what, what it's like to do additional research and hopefully, mm. like I said, um, bring in additional engagement, you know, that's mm. what you want really, isn't it? Just ex- extra engagement. Mm. And I think and, um, um, Abraham Lincoln had a quote about an ax, which I'm just going to quickly Google off to the side here, that if you have six hours to cut down a tree, he'd spend something like five hours sharpening the axe and that importance of the research, that importance of the preparation. Um, and it, yeah, the story goes that 
in Washington, he met a lumberjack who said that if he were given five minutes to chop down a tree or lose his life if he failed to do so, he'd spend three of the five minutes sharpening, sharpening his axe in preparation. The, the okay. importance of that preparation and the research sometimes is it's, more yeah. substantial than the actual task at hand. Like an iceberg, the stuff that goes on under the surface, the research is the stuff that helps bring weight and bearing and substance uh, to whatever's at the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Um, just to put it to, to perspective, like I'm planning to buy a, a cockatiel or a bird for the house and I've already watched probably close to four or five hours worth of videos on it mm. and read um, a lot of articles about the care, what it's like, you know, the cost of owning one, just everything because – I feel like that's more important than just jumping in and buying one just for the sake mm. of it. Um, mm. so. is, is, is Twitter a good place to go for bird reviews? <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly not. Um, that's a good place to watch Donald Trump say a lot. Um, so, but yeah, so just as an example, like even something as my day, people go, oh, yeah, look, you know, you can just go and buy it. But I, I tend to do that a lot when I want to buy anything. I do quite extensive research. I did that when I bought my car. I did that when I bought my laptop, for example, mm. and when I was um, basically contemplating whether I want to switch from Android to iPhone even. I took mm. a lot of reading. What are the pros? What are the cons? Uh, so I think just doing your research, or one is gives your gives you a bit of a differentiation uh, when it comes to you then conveying that information to your customers. Yeah. Uh, and to also just gives you the, the right knowledge to be able to know what is good and what is bad when it comes to a certain topic or certain, yeah. you know, idea. So I, yeah, just when, cause we were very close to buying a budgie the other day until I did all my research and find out it's not the right kind of bird that we want. So yeah. we were, uh, yeah, we were at the pet shop. We were just very close to just. Knee-jerk reaction. You say it, it's like, yeah. oh, it's there. It's cute. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> But then we learn now that is not the way to do it. So if we want the experience mm. we are looking for. We have to spend some time in doing it. And then today's customers are very used to that. Um, they they want to know the product. They want to see reviews. They want to do all that before they jump in and buy. I and mean, you think, yes, you know, it's great to get impulse buying and whatever. Mm. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of those. But that's not what we're going to, that's not sustainable, I'd say. You know, a lot of those, um, you see a lot of these ads these days on like, you know, how to teach how to build an e-commerce business, a 10K e-commerce, 20K e-commerce a mm. month or whatever it was. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of those guys are just drop shipping type e-commerce. So be careful when you see those things and yeah. that you're going to succeed. You, you know, I think those businesses are great for one-off. So if you find a, a hit product, like what we talked about in our previous episode about uh, fidget spinners, for example, yeah, is great. But you can't just, yeah, you can't sustain that. Yeah. So once that trends over, you need to move. But if you, if you wanted those sites that, provide like you james a, a candle is not a trending type product consistent um, value but, yeah but you you add additional value you give your customer the right level of experience when they're on your site and then the experience translate to when they receive the product yeah. um you will get returning customers and i think that's more sustainable than just trying to find these one-off you know hit product and then you know trying to think that you can survive on that for the next mm. you know mm. five years or ten years Remember, we want to we build this business to eventually um you know give us more time back in our lives not mm. to go and 
keep working on it yeah. because if you that's wanna, what you want to do, you might as well keep working. Yeah, you want to create a business on the side, not a job on the side. You don't want to create yes. your own job. You want to have Correct. a structure and a business that's working uh, for you. Yes. So you can have structures in place where you employ people to be able to do work. So having to think about that is something that's really important. So that's yeah. part of it. And even I think I saw on the iconic that they were doing experiments with augmented reality apps to be able to help project a new shoe onto someone's foot whilst people are encouraged not to be um, in store at the moment for social mm. distancing and safety, but it means consumers can do their research from their customer comfort of their own home to see how a style looks. So giving customers the tool to, tools to do their own research can also be a powerful, engaging thing. Yeah. And I think, like I said, today's consumer just used to doing research. They just, they, yep. they want to know more. They want to find out more. They don't do one of those things. They just go in and go, oh, yeah, impulse buy. I mean, yes, you're going to get a couple of those. But at the same mm-hmm. time, for if you want long-lasting engagement and you want sort of, you know, um, ongoing mm-hmm. business from, from people, you're going to have to, yeah, let them go give them as much information because they – if you do your research and presented it well, then they can do their research and then, and then go and that, that's the product I want and then yeah. go and purchase it. So mm-hmm. yes, that's yeah. how important I think doing that, 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 that part of the process first before you guys and just jump in and decide I'm going to sell this product. Go for it. Yeah, definitely. And that, yeah, could be part of the next episode of how do you review products in a helpful way? Because if people are doing their research, then how do you create content that helps answer those questions? And that can be an interesting way of positioning yourself in the market. Yep. With that, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Kitchen Conversation with James and Rama. We hope you stay safe, stay healthy.